What's going on, guys? I'm Tommy Kulikowski, alongside my co-host and brother, Dale Kulikowski. All season long, we'll be discussing the top AHL and Penguin storylines every match week, along with behind-the-scenes stories and memories as we travel with the team. If you love hockey, you're in the right place. If you love the Penguins, even better. Welcome to the Penn's Corner Podcast. All right, so we're going to start off with just the intro of everything um, of last season. Last season was kind of a disappointment in retrospect with the team we had, but we also did, it was kind of expected that we weren't going to make it far in the playoffs. I mean, I remember last season when we played, we played Laval and we beat Laval at home actually. And then who were we playing? Were we playing the Marlies? I think last season we beat them in overtime. I think it was. uh, That was 3-2 in overtime. That was was the greatest weekend in hockey actually. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was a good weekend, and then we beat the Islanders nine to two, when we went down to nothing. Another massive season highlight. That was on Marvel Night too. Yeah, it so was. that place was packed. Oh. Yeah, that was, and I actually sat next to an Islanders fan. I'm very sorry if you're watching this now. Um, I'm but, not, <laughs> but I think I think towards the end of the season we had really high hopes, especially on that run we went on towards the end. I'll tell you what, though, we kind of expected the season to be a total failure in January. Yeah. Because yeah. we were at the bottom of the table. Um, we had like three or four games in hand on seventh place. And at that point, we had a major dip in form. We had lost, I don't even know how many games in a row. We couldn't win away to save our lives. And then we'd stitch a couple home wins every now and again. Uh, but that was a really scary time. The fact they bounced back from that is pretty incredible. Um, the team deserves a lot of credit in that respect. But in terms of playoffs, I really would have loved to see them get some kind of result from Springfield. But if we're being totally honest here, uh, Springfield did a little little dirty move here. Yeah. Uh, and they brought all their yeah. NHL players back down. They were doing it one game at a time so they could play us with their full-strength team, NHL loaded. And uh, Don't forget about the fact that they, we were supposed to play at home for the first two games. It was supposed to be us at home, then away three games. And we actually traveled to Springfield. We didn't know that. We we had no idea. Actually, the bus driver for the Penguins, they he told us that that wasn't supposed to happen. There were some things behind. They actually put J.D. Forrest in a closet oh instead, my God. Of, yeah, instead wait, of giving him a coaching room. This is actually some really cool stuff we can talk about here. Um, <laughs> Springfield played all sorts of mind games and did really, really disgusting things to like uh, J.D. Forrest, who... Anyone who's like a Penguins fan, diehard, knows that that's our coach. But anyone who's listening that maybe doesn't know that, um, if we reference JD or Forrest or JD twenty twenty four, that's uh, <laughs> that, that's who we're talking about. But yeah, tell that tell that story. Um, so pretty much what happened was the coaches obviously get their own box. They they obviously get their own like little area to you know do their thing. And instead of giving them their area, they put benches and hockey equipment and extra goals in the away one and gave them a little little closet space no power source no no jd jd loves loves this film before a game we actually saw this in springfield we were (laughs) we were in the hotel and we were watching we we weren't watching jd but we were kind of like we were walking around the hotel we were in the lobby waiting so we can say hello to the players as they walked in and out and then you had to go to the second floor to go to the bathroom so every time we go to the bathroom we were forced to walk past jd watching film for the seventh or eighth hour in a row um i remember the first time i saw him that day was at nine o'clock in starbucks we were in we were in starbucks but i had just gotten i just gotten told that there's no cold brew in the entire city of springfield which that's a different story for a different time <laughs> but i saw him there no and then cold brew equals a very very unhappy dale <laughs> the next he went to morning skate with the young guys and then after mm-hmm. that oh no oh no he didn't kevin porter did that's the assistant coach and then JD ended up just saying, "All right, I'm not going to morning skate." Went back into the went back into the uh, like a conference room after the first loss of Springfield. Watched film from ten o'clock in the morning, and the last time we saw him watching film was at four o'clock. He did not leave the room. Yeah, I don't even think he went to the bathroom. I literally did not see that man move. No, one inch. And then the funny thing was, he goes from watching all that film of the day to having a film session with the boys directly after. There was mm-hmm. no break at all. We only know this because we went up to eat at a bar literally on the same floor as them. 
and he was still in that room, still chatting, same place, all the boys sitting outside in the lobby waiting to have this meeting. And then after that, the man is still inside the room after the players have cleared, our lunch is over. Like, I, the dedication levels from this guy, unbelievable. Yeah, but back to last season, um, I think I think the highlight of last season for me is definitely um, Nylander in, in the game three against Hershey because there was only three games. I think the game three dagger to beat Hershey and send us through was absolute euphoria. It was on a Monday night. We had I, I had just gotten off of work. I think you were working with me that day, weren't you? Mm-hmm. And I remember we were exhausted. I I I went to a ton of different places because I just needed I needed coffee and I took a double <laughs> shot of espresso right before that happened. I was amped up. And I remember kneeling there. Um, I don't remember really where we ended up i think we ended up in the row behind us hugging someone i don't i, I don't know who but we, we got to shout out our section real quick section 114 it's the most lively section in that entire arena yeah um we got patty and jim behind us <laughs> always keeping things interesting we got a group that's moving in front of us this season we're always loud and always cheering us. and i tell you what when that place scores section 114 is electric we are loud we are quite obnoxious to away fans and yeah we're not sorry about it well that one guy we are (laughs) (laughs) one hershey fan i'm a little sorry about it but yeah um, that was was a dark time and that was dark 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 time in 114's history yeah Uh, um but yeah so what do you want to get into here probably um i i I know we just kind of went over last season a little bit so just for anyone who's not super familiar with the squad um we're gonna go over pretty much all the players that we're on the squad last year, where they've gone, um, also the players we've brought in. So we have the player tracker pulled up right now. Um, we'll touch on the players under contract currently that we still have this season, some of our new additions, which we're very, very, very excited about, um, and then just kind of where the rest of the guys went, the departures, the free agents, etc. Who do you want to start off with? you want to start off with, with new additions, departing players? Uh, we'll do the parting first. Actually, I feel like if we go under – Players under contract right now. Okay. We can kind of go over last season as well. All right. Um, so, we'll start off with uh, Corey Andonovsky. What did you think of him? Andonovsky spent a majority of the season in Wheeling. Princeton. He, Princeton. he was in, Oh, he was in Princeton. Yeah, he, he that's was. a college boy. Yeah. My bad. Um, I think he's a really impressive attacking player, honestly. I'm not surprised they have him signed through 23-24. Um, I think this season he's probably going to have a starting place in the Wilkes-Barre squad if we're being realistic. What I don't line. What line is Ananovsky going to play on? Because he's, he's not really a heavy hitter. So I think he's going to stay on the, I think he's going to be on the second line. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be on the second line. I think he might be on the fourth line. I think he might, he, he's better than a reserve player, but I don't know if he's good enough to put on that second line right now. I don't know if he has experience enough to be on that second line. Mostly because you're still looking at a front line of probably Pustinen. I guarantee Pullen gets moved up to the first line this season. Um, I don't know who else is going to fill that third Hollander. attacking. Hollander. And then second line, um, I see Kolmakov fitting in there. Um, who, I, who that's why possibly? I think, think Andonovsky is going to sit in that role because when he was here last year, when he was playing on that, he would play on the second and third line. But our fourth line was always the heavy hitter, so that's why I don't think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Jay Gruden, on I think he's I think Gruden's going to be on the third or fourth line definitely. Kyle Olsen. and remember Sam Hood's coming back too, and Sam was, Hood was you're right. Sam Hood is definitely going to play. He's a forward though, so he he won't take up that space. He uh, I'm thinking the second line. I think the second line is definitely going to have Andonovsky, <laughs> Hood. Maybe they'll put Nylander on the second line and then put someone else up top. Think, but one oh, of the new completely guys. Completely forgot about Nealander. He he's probably a first line player. He's got Pustinen plays off the left side. So does Nealander. up top. Nealander plays on the left. So that's why I think they're going to put. I don't know who they're going to put on that top line with them. But I don't know what. Probably, I, I think after we go through all these players, we could probably come up with a projected lineup for next season. Honestly, yeah. Um, Jamie Devane. <laughs> Jamie Devane's best contribution was a fight. <laughs> Which he lost, but it sparked something in the boys, I'd say. Yeah, he fought Kale Cassie, and we absolutely love him for that. Uh, See this guy right here? That's uh, that's the fraud that he fought. 
there was here's a story for you. One time, uh, we were looking at. I looked at Jamie Devane right in the face. It was in Springfield. In Springfield, yeah. And I said, "You gonna fight someone tonight?" And he goes, oh, "Yeah." <laughs> he did not fight anyone. He didn't fight anyone in Springfield. But I probably should have. He had the heart, and that's. I don't even think he played. No, we uh, <laughs> he didn't we, play. Actually, we, we told the boys. I forget where it was, <laughs> but where was it? Was it Syracuse? It was in Syracuse. It I was think, right before the end of the season, Syracuse. So Syracuse, after the game, it's a very small arena, and they have to park the bus on the side, um, like right in front of the place. So if you just wait outside until afterwards, the boys, like, they change, and they come out, and you can talk to them and all that stuff. Every single player, I think, Bell Reeve. Uh, yeah, Big Belly. Even Big, Big, Big Z. We might have told Big Z to fight Cassie. He didn't understand Leg, this for Leggy shit, too. but... Leggy too. Leggy, we actually, Leggy, Leggy. we actually has Pusinen, and the only thing Pusinen did physically no, this no, year. No, 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 no. Pusinen didn't even go to that Syracuse game. He wasn't traveling because of playoffs. Oh, you're right. Yeah, we told Leggy for sure. Of course, we told Leggy. Uh, why wouldn't we? Jordy Leggy. gave us that like <laughs> little giggle. Even Robert, Robert was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we we. But to go back to what we were saying, Jamie Devane, we told him, um, we'll be your biggest fans if you fight Kale Cassie <laughs> against Hershey. And he definitely did not do it for us, but he fought Kale Kessie against Hershey. And it wasn't until we were in the car on the way home, we were like, oh shit, he actually fought Kale Kessie. I do believe it was for us. He fought him, he fought him in the center of the ice and then looked up at 114 after the fight. And he might have just been looking up because we were screaming our heads off. But I'm gonna stick with it. All right. Uh, but yeah, Jamie Devane in terms of uh player. Fourth line. He's a fourth-line player. Fourth-line center, probably, I'd say. I can't believe that we signed him to another contract, honestly. Uh, no no offense to him at all. He's just a very bulky guy, very physical guy. He just doesn't really fit in this, like, squad of guys. He is not very quick. Um, he doesn't like that kind of counterattacking style of play. And you get some of these younger foreign guys. Like, they're used to that European high-speed high game and... That's not kind of what he's into. I think he brings a lot of heart to the table, but I think like heart and sometimes physicality. Yeah. But he missed a lot of hits on smaller, like smaller built defenders last year. He plays protector role for sure. Yeah, he does. But you have to be protector at all times. If you're going to compensate for a lack of goal scoring and assisting, you can't be listed and starting as a forward and only have two, three, you know. All right. Taylor Fadoon. He's he's labeled here as a center. I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Fadoon is definitely not a center. Captain uh, L Captain is back. Um, El Capitano. Dude, honestly, Taylor Fadoon had a phenomenal season last year. Uh, he had a phenomenal you remember that uh OT winner? Yeah, no one, no one knew where at the, home. No one knew where the puck was. No one knew where the puck was. Fadoon just comes rolling up, boom, back in the net. Place goes absolutely wild. Uh, news comes out after that game that he had like that lower body injury mm -hmm. out for the rest of the season. Do you remember so, when he got uh, skated in the head and his, oh I, this his ear? It I was think his it was. Ear. Yeah. He was actually down on our end. This guy, he falls on the ice. Someone falls backwards, and then all of a sudden, you see him grab his ear and skate off the ice. And we're like, "Oh my god!" Well, it turns out that he uh, he clipped a good portion of his ear, and they stitched it back on. <laughs> and he he came out in the third period and played. Blade to ear. The man came out. Um, I love him as a captain. I'm so happy that they signed him to the, the two-way contract because he deserves that, and I could see him filling space even though Pittsburgh has yeah. 27 defenders. He's, he's, a, he's a really – he's the nicest guy too, and he he's just like he's – so, he's so involved in the team, and he's, he's just all in all a great captain, I think. He, he has a captain energy about him everywhere he goes. Um, you never see him – never see him like unprofessional. When they travel, mm -hmm. this guy's walking around – um, like broad shoulders, always trying to take care of business, always being a team leader. And I cannot wait to see what he does this season. I think he's going to be a major presence, especially without PO. Yeah. Um, he is going to kind of take someone in on his line, and I cannot wait to see how they play together because the man is freaking awesome. Now, I know you're excited about this one, Ty Glover. Yes. Oh, my God. You do love Ty. The English boy, the English lad. Um, does, not, does not support his local <laughs> team, though. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um. Honestly, I'm going to give Ty Glover a, a fat shout here because the first time he started for the Penguins was two or three games before we went into playoffs, so we were starting to sit people. I think it might have been two games left before playoffs. We already clinched on the away 
trip to Hartford, Springfield, mm-hmm. et cetera. They put Ty Glover in against a very, very, very physical Syracuse crunch team. And every single one of those players knew that it was his first game. And they came in and absolutely abused him. And you could have known nothing about hockey that night, walked in and watched that game and been like, holy shit, I feel bad for that guy. Because all the major hitters on Syracuse attacked him, threw him into the boards. After every single play, they were pushing him down on the ice. Um, they will back me up here. It was like it was brutal to watch, like uncomfortable. You felt bad for the guy. But he kept a good head. Um, he kept attacking. He showed some really good link-up play, really good signs. And I'm so excited to watch this guy develop because he's very, very young, and he had a phenomenal camp, like according to like all Pittsburgh sources. So mm. I'm excited for him. Now, another person you are in absolutely in love with, Jay Gruden. For all the right reasons. Well, of course, it's Jay Gruden. Um, I knew that Jay Gruden was uh, old Johnny boy was going to be one of my favorite players <laughs> when we're talking to him outside of the Syracuse game. And they all have these like pre-made meals and a drink. And I said, Hey, like what's in your drink? And he goes, wish it was a beer. <laughs> <laughs> He's you, you, Jonathan Gruden. Uh, you're the man. My but, favorite part about Jonathan though, is he actually picked up his play. We, oh, so we missed, much. we missed a lot of, a lot of players through COVID and he was, he was kind of absent and which turned a lot of fans against him. I knew a lot of fans that were just saying, send them to Wheeling, like, we don't want him here. But then he scored game after game after game. He was more, he was physical. He was hitting people into the boards, but then he was getting that puck. He was getting into that zone and just shooting it from anywhere and scoring. And I think that's like being a penalty killer and being able to do that is one of the biggest, biggest attributes we had on him and Michael Chaput on that penalty kill was amazing. I will go as far as saying that Jonathan Gruden... I think I think he's mid twenties, like twenty four, twenty five. I think he at one point plays in Pittsburgh because of his work rate. He reminds me so much of like a grinded out kind of Connor Sheary kind of guy. Um, and that penalty kill that you had mentioned, oh my god, him Shapu on that penalty kill. Like for the people who were watching every game, the amount of goals they scored, shorthanded, ridiculous. I think it was it was up it was six or seven, wasn't it? Yeah the the amount of just killing they did on that shift was unbelievable. You, there was so much security every time they were on the ice. Um, if he can pick up his attacking presence, even like 5%, and have a consistent season, this guy is going to be unreal this year. I have seriously high hopes for Gruden mm-hmm. like going forward. This is one of the players I'm most hopeful for. All right, Philip Hollander. Good season. I don't really know that there's too much to say about him last season. He was kind of he was in and out of form a little bit. He had like 16 goals, though. I know he was, yeah. but he was in and out of form though. He, he would, the, he would go on spurts where he would be abs- He would kill it. And then he'd kind of sit back, but he was all, he was a heavy hitter. And I liked that about him being on the, he was always on the top two, right? He never, yeah, he, he was, dropped down to the third one. He was always on the, either the front line yeah. or the line underneath that. I think he dropped down to third once. I think that was in, that's when Casper was got Probably. Casper was called up like right before the game and we dropped Hollander down there. But I, I've, I've high hopes for him. It was, He's one of my favorite players, but I am excited to talk about this next guy. And no, but Philip Ponder also had a really good prospect camp. Yeah. Um, Tom Kostopoulos went as far as saying he is one of the guys out of that camp that he could see playing in Pittsburgh the most. So that's really, really exciting. Yeah. Now, Sam Hood, he is another person. I am, I'm ecstatic about having him here in Wilkes-Barre. I yeah. Think, I think he deserved to be. I don't know why he was in Wheeling all year. I think he, I think he deserved to be here way longer than he was. I mean, I I agree to a point. I didn't see any, like, major star quality, I guess, but he is very hardworking. Um, it's interesting to watch him because he kind of controls the entire box when he's in there. Um, every time that he's on the ice, people are kind of making way for him because he's so energetic when he's in the zone. Like, the attacking zone, no one can catch a body on this guy because it feels like he's going in circles constantly. But the thing is about Sam Hood is when you watched him in that last Springfield game at home, the 7-6 loss in the playoffs. He was convincing. He was very convincing. He was, he was flying forward, but then he was also the first guy on defense. He, was, he would hit a slap shot, go right back. He would cover for defense. He would be, he would, if some, let's just say, I don't know, let's say that Bart, Bart and him were playing on the, on the ice at the same time. Bart got stuck up. 
Sam Hood was down there covering for him, but he was also in the box trying to get the puck off of everyone. I think he has qualities to be good. Now, what's, he, his, what's his plus minus on Chell? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, Pierre Olivier Joseph. Oh. This breaks my heart that he's gone, but I am so, so happy. This guy. Rest in peace. I, he was one of the best defenders in the AHL this year. I mean, there were times where he was doing things with the puck, the coast to coast goal that we saw. Oh my God. That was yeah, had to be amazing. one of the best goals in the amazing. AHL all season. But we watched that and and now he's gone. And but at the same time, it's like PO's gone. PO is finally graduated from Looks Bear like he deserves. He, he he's your player though. He is your favorite player. I yeah. I saw we, his first goal. We we've been supporting the Penguins. We probably should have given like a little bit of background for <sighs> It's we're only like in our twenties, our early twenties. But to say that we've been supporting them for almost twenty years is very true. I've literally been going to the game since I was born. Yeah, there hasn't been a season since I can remember hockey that we have not been going to Penguins games. So um, it would be safe to say that this guy is the best defender I've ever seen. Um, in terms of like yeah. attacking, yeah, an attacking he, defender. Yeah, I mean Duma was in Wilkes Bear. Dumoulin's fantastic, but that's what makes me so hopeful for P.O. I'm watching P.O. graduate from Wilkes-Barre going, you are the best defender I've seen come out of here, and look at how good Dumoulin was. So, I mean, that's just respect to him. You want to, like, touch more on P.O. and what he offers Pittsburgh, what he did for the team? He's a left-handed defender, and Pittsburgh don't have many of them right now, and that is huge for them because he's going to be – he's going to – hopefully, this is, this is a hope for a lot of P.O. fans I know – a lot of us are hoping that he gets on the same line as Latang because he is a Latang replacement when Tanger decides to leave, and that's why they signed him to a four-year deal to kind of coach Po into this because Po is the guy. Po is the next step up, and he's from the first time I, I watched him play, I was like, "Wow, he's my favorite player. He's amazing." I have his name on this. He is that I have, guy. I have his signature right there on that Pittsburgh jersey. It's he's a great guy. Now let's move. We'll move on. We'll come back to him later if we want to. Nathan Lagare. Lagare. Um, Leggy. What do you what do you think of what do you what are your exact expectations for Leggy this season? So Leggy's not only signed to this season, Leggy's signed to next season too. Mm-hmm. He's here till 2024. Yeah. Um anyone who looked at Lagare's stats or went to occasional games would not be impressed by him, mostly because he didn't even play. He was always a scratch. There was a moment against Hershey this season, and I have chills thinking about this, where he scored and he threw himself against the board so hard in celebration. Was that game three? Yeah, that he probably could have broken the boards. This meant so much to him for so many reasons. Like I said, I actually have chills thinking about it. Because you remember the goal. Oh, of course you remember the goal. I remember the celebration more than the goal. God, it was just like wow, this guy cares about the team. You know, like this guy wants to make a difference. Yes, he does not have statistics to back him up. But when he plays, he plays like he has everything to lose because he does. He has the position to lose. He's playing for his position week in, week out. But I am so excited to see what this guy did in the offseason. I want to see if he can make an impact. Um, he plays off the right side, which is exciting because it'd be fantastic to have, like, a good right-sided winger, you know. So I guess I'm just very, very hopeful. I I think he can make a major impact off probably, like, the third or fourth line. And I would like to even maybe see him, like, as a penalty kill attacker. Um, Because, like, on the power play, I don't know how useful he'll be, but on the penalty kill, that energy would be fantastic. I think that might be his role going forward this season. Philip Lindbergh. Did not see much of him last year, but what, what we what did, we did see, see, holy crap, Ola. I, this guy's Lindbergh. a player. I'd go as far as to say he's better than Lindgren of, uh, <laughs> of Springfield to direct dick at him and Hofer. <laughs> Hofer has a place. Oh. Hofer has a place outside of my heart. I don't even know where it is, but it's so far out. But <laughs> just because that one celebration he did. Oh, my God. Well, he, I know. He, he I, did that celebration. To, I know. to mock Tommy Napier. Of course he did, because it's Tommy Napier. He looks yeah. like Post Malone. Why wouldn't he? Oh, uh, but back to it. Lindbergh, I think, I'm excited for Lindbergh. I hope he can stay healthy this year, because he was out in, I think it was December-ish, yeah. when we were losing players left and right. He was injured, 
We didn't see any. We didn't, we didn't get any updates on him no. the rest of the season. Um, but I know he's back and he's strong, and they gave him good shouts in the prospect camp. So that's huge. Josh Maniscalco. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know too much about him. Played two times in Wilkes-Barre last season. Um, don't know what to expect of him. He had impressive statistics um, throughout the season, but I, that's one of those I'm going to have to kind of set aside and leave to you because I don't know. From what I saw of Josh, he he seemed like he was a good player. He's, he was definitely, um, I, I don't know. He was definitely, definitely has potential. I thought he was more composed than Chris Ortiz was coming up from Wheeling. Anyone is more composed than Chris Ortiz. I'm sorry. We'll get into that. He's coming up. But I think Josh Minascalco is going to be good. I think he's oh, a, he's a very Bart. He is house. coming up, isn't he? Yeah, I think Bart oh. is more. I think he's more of a Bart player, though. I think he's more of like he's he was very calm on the puck, but he didn't do a lot of attacking. He didn't do a lot, but like what he did have to do, he did it confidently. We need a Bart player, though. To we be do. honest, we, we need do. a Bartkowski. Bartkowski doesn't attack. He sits back. He's your traditional defender. I mean, he, we don't have many more. Um, <laughs> but the man, the man won a Stanley Cup for a reason. Yeah. He, he's a good player. He can defend. He can keep up with the young guys. Um, he's just getting old. And realistically, you can't push your body to those limits. So Tommy Napier. Tommy Napier. Dude. Oh, I think he's in Wheeling. Tommy Napier. It's like a kind of a loaded thing. Fantastic guy. Like very, very friendly. Oh, he's only signed to an AHL contract. He, we can't send him down. So I didn't know that. Okay. So he, he's going to be in Wilkes-Barre then. Um, but Napier, I like him. Um, there was two different versions of Napier last season. There was the unconfident, not totally fit, very slow guy that came from Ohio State. Um, but then there's that gold pad, <laughs> Tommy Napier, that has 30-some saves a game, stands on his head, gets the team behind him, and you're like, holy crap, who is this guy? So, if he finds gold pads, Tommy Napier, I, I'm, I'm backing him. Like, he, he is a good goalie. You don't get lucky playing that many good games that consistently, you know? My thing with, my thing with Tommy is he needs rest. And oh, we've, that, was, that was an issue, too. Oh, that, yeah, he why. didn't have any rest. I mean, he played back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back pretty much. Think about that him. playoff series, Springfield. He's playing every single game, coming off of playing every single game for however many uh, – games before that, you know, in the regular season. I mean, I'm okay with I'm okay with him being like a number 2 or a number 3, but he has a lot of competition coming in and I think that will up his up his skill level, so to I speak. I hope so. All right. Alex Nylander. <clears throat> Next, Drew uh, O'Connor. No. no. <laughs> um he, here's here's the real deal on Alex Nylander. This guy is so so freaking talented. Um, anyone who watches him play hockey can see the skill this guy has. Unbelievable finisher. When he wants to play, no one on the ice is better than Alex Nylander. Would you agree? No, I, I think he's I think he's one of the best. He should be in the NHL. Yes, but his attitude is what's keeping him in the AHL. I agree. Respectfully. And you just it's frustrating to watch sometimes. He's very quick to put his head down. If something goes wrong in a game, um, last season he was out for like a month and a half for with just a common cold with a, just a common cold. And he kind of has that like Hollywood attitude about him. And I know that that's kind of like the front some players put up to try and succeed, but this guy doesn't need that. He is that talented. He is that good. All right. You don't get picked up by the penguins. It, you don't get sent back and forth. If you're not like this guy is the real deal. Eventually, he will make it to Pittsburgh. Like, there's no way he sits in the NHL his whole career. But if this guy can get his attitude right, I want him in Wilkes-Barre. I want him in Pittsburgh because, holy hell, is he really, really good. That I mean, I mean, he knew what he was doing in that snipe against Hershey to win it. Oh, he my knew Lord. what he was doing. If anyone hasn't seen that goal, please go watch that goal. It is electric. If we could, if, if we could get a clip, we would. But I don't even know how we'd go about that. We, we, might, we might try and clip that. All right, we will. I mean that he put that he put that in the perfect spot. You couldn't have put a puck any better in the net than that. Like everyone looked at that and was like, "Wow, that's amazing." And he has that ability. And I remember before 
before Springfield game two, I actually was on the glass. I was banging. And Nylander looked at me, and I, I lipped to him, like, you got this? And he shook his head and was like, and he fist bumped me through the glass. So he has that, like, he has that soft spot. I just think he needs to find the right attitude in Wilkes Bear. Absolutely. And then he can push himself to the next level. Yeah, Drew O'Connor, he's gone oh. now, though. Drew O'Connor oh. in Pittsburgh deserves it completely. I guess I all, we, yeah, all we can do is send him our respect. That guy's unreal. He came back in like 16 or 17 games, had better statistics than people who played the whole season that were leading uh, on our team, Pustin and Nylander included. Yeah. And, and Nylander didn't even play for us <laughs> half the season. And- yeah. Drew O'Connor is a freaking class act. I wish him nothing but the best, but my God, are we going to miss him? That guy, unbelievable. I hope he finds his feet. I hope he succeeds because I'd love him to watch him for years to come in Pittsburgh. Kyle Olson. Oli. I'm uh, okay. Unpopular opinion here. You ready? I don't know if you're going to like this. Totally unpopular opinion. I think Kyle Olson has a better season than Gruden. And hear me, hear me out. Why'd you have to bring Gruden into this, huh? I'm, I'm because they're on the same line. They're good friends. They are great friends. They live together, actually. But I think Kyle Wilson has a fire to him, literally, because he's a redhead. Um, I think he has a fire to him. I think he's going to come into this season. He's going to look to Did you say because he's a redhead? (laughs) (laughs) That's so... Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry, Kyle. (laughs) Oh, sorry. that. No, I think he's going to come into the season 10 times better than he did last season. I mean, last season, you watched him... Dragging his feet, he, he hit a couple times, and then he'd go off. Yeah. I think this season he comes in trying to prove himself to JD because there's so many centers in this team. There's five so or six centers, centers, and a couple of those centers are only centers. They don't want to play left wing or right wing. Olsen, Olsen doesn't really like playing left wing. Olsen likes sitting in that center position. But his best game came at center this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's, I think he's going to come in here. I think he's going to be 10 times better than he did last season. And... I think there's going to be a little bit of hope because they brought him back. Mm-hmm. JD Forrest knows what he's doing. He brought Olsen back. Um, I think we see hopefully a new Olsen. I wasn't convinced last season, honestly, but I'm willing to give anyone a chance. Um, uh, what about it, the next guy? Forrest. Chris Ortiz. Are you willing to give him a chance? Um, no, no. I've watched, <laughs> sorry, I, so many goals mm-hmm. conceded on his behalf. Every time he plays, he does something good right in the beginning of the game. You go, oh, my God, this guy's kind of a player. And then. <laughs> Do you think that's a confidence issue, though? Do you think because he's just getting into the league, he's young. Tommy, he's, he's, the young, he's a young, young guy, and he's coming into this league. And when he got called up for, the, for that spell last year. Colin Swire is young, a young, young guy. And Colin, Colin Sawyer's good. I think him and I think him and Chris Ortiz could be good together. That's what I'm saying. If we have Colin Sawyer's in the equation, at this point we have six veteran defenders that are going to play every game. With Sawyer underneath that, Ortiz belongs in Wheeling. He is not. All right, tell me this. What other than Pierre Olivier Joseph? What defender mm-hmm. attacked better than him last year? Ricola. Ricola only had assist. Ortiz had goals. Ortiz was pushing himself up there. Ortiz was killing it. Is that, is that you? Is that important? No, not important. We're good. Okay. It's probably probably just our insiders. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about, okay. We'll get, I think Chris Ortiz is going to have a better season. But I also think the next guy <sighs> on this list, Sam. Oh, come on, Poulin. baby. I think they, Sam Poulin, Sam Poulin, 25 goal season. 25 goals, 25 assists. Sam Poulin, let me tell you what. This guy, when he scored that Hattie, Sam Pullen, um, we're, we're probably going to tag you in this clip. Um, so I, I have to tell you something like personal here. My favorite Penguins hat in the entire world was on my head the night you scored a hat trick against who was, was it Springfield? I don't remember. I, I don't remember who exactly it was. It might've been Hartford. Not for one second did I even consider the fact that it was my favorite hat. I ran through two sections worth of fans. Got yelled at by multiple <laughs> got stewards. Ye- got yelled at by multiple stewards. And I went and dumped my hat right on the ice. There was three hats on the ice. <laughs> three freaking hats. Um, but you, you had one of them there. And you want to know why? Because you are an exciting player. I'm saying this as if he's like watching, but he might. He, he is an exciting player. This guy, another player, when he wants to play, 
he's the best player on the ice, easily. He is a phenomenal finisher. He's very strong. Like, he's a very physical player. Yeah. Um, Sam, I watched you take a ridiculous amount of smelling salts before Springfield away <laughs> with, like, six games left in the season. I don't know how you and Shapu kept doing it, but you handed it back and forth till you were both ready to puke. But then you went out on the ice and you gave it hell, so kudos to you. But um, this guy... This guy's going to do incredible things this season. 25-goal season, 25 assists. He's scoring 50 <sighs> points. I don't care. 25-25. I'm saying, I think 25-25, 50 points in the league. I'm telling you, 50 points in the league if he doesn't get called up to Pittsburgh before that. Now, this guy, this guy, I'm saying 30-point season. Valtteri Pusinen. 30-point season? I'm thinking 30-point season. You're going to tell me Sam Pullen's going to put up a 50-point season. Yes. And then you're going to tell me someone who put up more than a 50-point season last season, is not going to do it again. Yes. I think Pusinen puts up 30 points. I think I think he scores more goals than assists this year, though. Valtteri Pustinen is my favorite player that I've ever seen play in Wilkes-Barre. This guy is incredible. He is so fast. Um, watching his highlights at HPK in Finland, holy crap. There is a player inside of him that is yet to be unlocked, regardless of the 30 goals, not 30 goals, 20 goals he posted last season. I think he scores 20 goals again. I think he just gets 10 assists. I just, no. We have so many good attackers that we haven't talked about yet that are joining the squad. Dude, it's going to be a firing line. It's going to be quick. We're going to have a defense that we can rely on. We don't have any weak links this season. Honest to God. I, we're going to push forward. We're sending it. And if he finds his feet, dude, think about all the chances he missed. He's our go-to power play goal scorer. That's because we just try and put him on the one-timer every time. Let, let's be honest. That's totally true. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. You get two more energetic people, he's going to score every power play. The, the guy is – he is that good. There's no reason why Pittsburgh um, – sorry, don't know what I was trying to say um, – Pittsburgh called him up last season, and they did it for a reason. Mm -hmm. He is that player. He can be that player. And I think this season he's going to prove to us. Because you think about Gensel when he was in Wilkes-Barre. He had kind of like a burner for a season. Second season, 30 games played, like 20, 30 goals scored. This guy had a phenomenal first season for Wilkes-Barre. And I don't think there's any reason to suggest that he's not going to go do that again. You know, I think he could be better. He's going to, he, the, the finished game is not physical. Mm -hmm. He has to adapt to this. Um, but he has good players alongside of him that are finished that can teach him that. And I think for that reason, he comes back, he's going to smash it. I, I am projecting a 50 to 60 point season for Pustin. All right. Colin Sawyer. Uh, underwhelming, but talented. I think so. Yeah. And state boy. He, he was also... He was thrown into kind of an ugly situation at the end of the season. Um, a lot of expectations. I, I actually talked to someone who knew him at Penn State and, and watched him play um, multiple games, and they said that he's that's, how, that's, that's just how he plays. He's underwhelming the entire time. So, but, but he's there. Yeah, he's, like he's he, he understands hockey. He's a player. He's um, a good but, player, but we'll see. Uh, Zahorna. He's gone. Good for him. He's Deserves going to, to Pittsburgh. Deserves to be gone. Agreed. Big player. He's a very uh, – he's got some kind of like Jeff Carter of Genie Malkin hybrid. He's just a big guy that likes to sit in the slot there. Really needs to learn. He's got to get his footwork down, though. Yeah. He's got to get his footwork and his stick handling. But other than that, he's great. I, I think a year training in Pittsburgh consistently is exactly what he needs. All right. Here now, we go. Yes, this, the this new is the good stuff. New additions. All right. So we're going to start you, off here. Sorry. It's not, it's not very often you get really excited for new additions in Wilkes-Barre. Uh, let's be honest here. This season, the new additions are actually phenomenal. I, I'm very, very excited about where this team is headed based on these new additions. This guy, I'm excited. I think I, there are two guys I'm excited for. This is one of my top ones. Oh, yeah. His name is, his name is Ravis Ansons. I think that's how they pronounced it. I'm, I'm going to say Rave Sansons while we're talking about him, but Onsons is probably how you pronounce that. Uh, mind you, we, we do not know how to pronounce most of these games. Yeah, no. Games. Most of these names. Yeah, no. There, there's a few of them we do know. Like, uh, 
Xavier, what is it? Wale? Wale. Yeah, it's Wale. Um, but other than that, I think he's last year and for the St. John Sea Dogs in the QMJHL, he had 36 points in 37 games, 12, 12 goals, 24 assists. Left winger, by the way, um, signed on a two way contract uh, till 24 25. Rookie. He's a rookie. He's coming in as this is his rookie year in the NHL, in the AHL, NHL type of mix. I'm not expecting huge things from him. I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting 20 goals. I'm really expecting a 15-goal, 15-assist season. I think he does what Poland did this season, honestly. I think he's an exciting player that produces maybe a little less. I think it's a little bit more underwhelming than what Poland did. I think he has a better overall season because Poland did start off slow. Yes. But I think he has. I think he starts off hotter, but I think that he's kind of a little – I think he's more reserved. This guy is incredibly talented for anyone who has not seen him. Phenomenal stick handler, ridiculous attacking presence, very, very high – like ceiling of potential, like could not be more excited for him to be in Wilkes-Barre for a season. Do not think that he spends all that time until 24 to 25 in Wilkes-Barre though. No. no way. Pittsburgh has had their eye on this guy since the minute they picked him up. And I think he, he won the Memorial Cup, right? Did he win no, the Memorial I, Cup? No, I don't think, I don't know if it was Ravis. Um, I don't think he was in the Memorial Cup. Okay. Um, but th- this guy is something too. To be excited about. He is going to be great. I I can't wait. Oh, he was in the Memorial Cup, actually. He was? Uh, yeah. He, yeah, he was in the M- uh, Memorial Cup with St. John. Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he won. He had five points in four games. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty positive he won the Memorial Cup this season. Jordan Frasca. Coming in on another two-way till 24-25. Jordan Frasca, can you just... I know you haven't pulled up. Can you please talk about his stats? Because when we were going through some of this, I saw these numbers, and I'm not one to get... Do you call it away in numbers, but hell of a season last season. In the 2019-2020 season <laughs> in the OHL, Jordan Frasca recorded 15 goals, 28 assists for a total point of 43 in 58 games. 58 games, 43 in 58 games. He is coming in as a 21-year-old. 21. And then in the 2021-22 season, he, you're going to love this, in the OHL, 42 goals. 45 assists, 87 points in 61 games. And that is what we're talking about. He had an over-under of 31. (laughs) That's so good. 12 points in 10 games in the playoffs. That's so good. And that's what excites me. Good under under pressure. uh, Produced in a playoff situation. Defensive-minded, too, if he's that that high of an over-under. You're right. It means he's good. He's probably good on the press. Has a good check. Very good forecheck, I'd say. Um, I haven't watched any highlights of him, though, so I don't really know. How exciting is that, though? It's huge. Because you add a player like that to the second, third line, he gives you energy where you need it. We need a player that's good on the check, good on the, sorry, good on the four check, um, but can also go forward, score a hell of a ton of goals. I would argue, I, I would argue that he, and him and Sam Hood on the same line would be electric. I'd oh. like to see him play, though. I want to see, we I have said, to see yeah, how preseason still, still happens. still haven't seen how most of these guys play. Honestly, we're... We're basing this off of reports from the teams that they have played for in the past and also statistics. So we don't really, we, we don't know exactly don't know how these guys are. But based on these stats, based on what we've heard and the little that we've seen, very, very exciting. Both Ravis Sansons and Jordan Frasca. Now, Taylor, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. Gautier. I think it's, it's Gautier. Is it Gautier? Gautier. Okay. Taylor Gautier. Last year, these stats are okay. I mean, the, 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 win, the win percentage is great, but 28 games in WHL with the Portland Winterhawks and 14 with the Prince George Cougars. For the Prince George Cougars, he had a .923, this is 750. goalie, by the way. Yeah. 750. That's, that was his record. .923. Which is pretty, pretty average for like a higher-end goalie. Yeah. But for Portland, 28 games played, 24-4-0. Never went to overtime. Tandy. Never went to overtime. <laughs> but he was registering 0.931 as a save percentage. But you don't know. these. That's, yeah, you don't what's know. What's so incredible about these players is they're so young, so talented. They get a good offseason. They're different players. But they, the thing is, he had four shutouts. Wow. And wow. then we go to playoffs. He had 11 playoff games. This is for, this is for Portland. 11 playoff games. 0.937. 7-4-0. That's not bad. No. Point, anything that's close to point nine point nine four is really, really good. And in front of this defense, or behind this defense this season, mm-hmm. I, I trust a, 
a shot stopper like that, you know? And we have Lindbergh to rotate too. I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be between Napier and Lindbergh to start. I think Gautier comes in and I think he's a little bit better than Napier, but I think he needs more time to adjust because he doesn't have the experience. But he had a majorly good camp. He was mentioned all over Pittsburgh socials. Oh, he's been he's been mentioned because you saw him. You saw him play in the. You saw him play like yeah. At Twitter, Twitter was literally freaking out about him nonstop. I mean, I I think he's going to be good. I don't know if he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be starting for us week in week out. Yeah, honorable mention also uh, Joel Blumquist. He's back training in Finland, but he's very Mark Andre Fleury esque. Uh, some inconsistencies, but for the majority, just a very small-bodied goalie that makes absolutely ridiculous saves. Um, he reminds me a lot of Flurry when he was in the AHL. Um, makes you really angry some games, but other games you're like, he's the best goalie that's ever played the game. Um, so he's also exciting and someone to look out for. But like I said, he's over in Finland right now, so I don't even know if he's coming back. Clay Hainis. Uh He is 21. Last season, he was the captain of the Winterhawks. Uh, this says, where did he play? He, he was a defender last year. He played as a defender. I don't, what? He's a, he's a left-handed, left-handed defender, which is good for us. Huge. Probably Joseph's replacement. 60, 68 games played. 18 goals, 56 assists, 74 total points. If you're a defender and you're putting up almost 20 goals, you understand the game of hockey and the attacking sense that J.D. Forrest wants you to. That's why I'm excited for this guy. And the good thing about this is, is in playoffs, he put up six points. I mean, in playoffs, he had an, an over-under of negative five, which is terrible. A little iffy, especially for a defender. Yeah, but in the regular season, he had 34. We also don't know who he's playing with, though. Yeah, we don't know if there's people that are there, if people that aren't there. I'm excited for him. I mean, we'll see what happens with him, but the next guy is one the, that I want to touch the, on. These next two are the people that I am most excited for in this coming season. Ravis Sansons is up there, but these next two, number one, because the defender we're about to talk about is going to be a major replacement. He's a direct replacement for Ricola. Yeah. And there's no question about it. The captain of the Laval Rockets, who Which we beat, crazy. who we beat at home. Who we beat at home. Yes. We did beat them at home. Um, Can you believe they give this player up? Honestly? No, that's probably it's well. It's the Canadians. The Canadians probably are like, oh well, he's he's not, he's not like. I don't know. He starts for them on Chell. So think about how many players the Canadians just signed, though. You're right. You're you're, you're absolutely right. But to just dish out a player like this, number one, scares me in terms of how good the Canadians are about to be and Laval is about to be. But number two, we'll take him all day long. Like, welcome to the freaking family, you know? Yeah. Um. Well, Laval. When he played for Laval last season, 61 games, 8 goals, 33 assists, 41 total points. Literally is Ricola. That's exact juice. <laughs> if you're watching this, uh, I don't know if there's a finished version of this out yet, but um, we're sorry you're gone, but we're glad we have a guy to replace you. Sorry, yeah. Juice. We'll miss you, Juice. I know Dave's going to be really sad over that, too. Yeah, D to the he P. will. Oh, God, Sh Dave. Shout out to D to the P, by Major the way. Major shout out. This, ne this next guy... We're moving on here. I was going to move on. Oh my God. Brooklyn Kalmakoff forward. This guy is going to be freaking good. Oh, this is my number one. I'm so excited for him. QMJHL. 62 I, games played, 34 goals, 38 assists, 72 points. Watch this guy's highlights, please. Do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube. Look up Brooklyn Kalmakoff highlights. If you are not excited for this player after watching all that, I don't know what to tell you. He is a finisher. This guy, every time he touches the puck, it ends up in the back of the net. He's a big-bodied forward. Um, he's good. I mean, I'm, he's he's, gonna, he's a he's a potential. Really, really excited for this guy. Uh, yeah, I I think he's good. I think he's gonna be. I I want to see him play because he's only signed to an AHL contract through twenty two twenty three. Yeah, so he's got to prove himself somehow. But I think they see a guy with a lot of statistics, a lot of really good goal contributions. They want to give him a rip, see if he can get in the system, see if he can produce at the AHL level. And we don't have to worry about him going to the NHL. Exactly. Season. You don't have to worry about anything. He's a no worry. Let's bring him in for one season. 
give him a good bit of money and see what he can do for us. And the last guy who I'm not even going to try and pronounce this, his name is Lucas Svijkovsky. S-V-E-J-K-O-V-S-K-Y. I mean, they haven't they haven't also known as on on elite prospects, but it doesn't help at all. <laughs> um, he's 20 years old, coming in as a center and a right wing. He's only five nine. He's five nine one seventy. Felix Robert was five nine one seventy. Yeah, but Felix Robert had years of experience in the AHL. This guy, this guy, the only what he has is he has he has the WHL. He has forty six points in thirty three games but he doesn't have that experience in the AHL yet. So I'm a little nervous about him coming in because he's been playing with the Medicine Hat Tigers for about two years. He played, but he was, he was uh, the past two seasons, it was uh, th- 24 games played, 30 points. Uh, 2021, he was the assistant captain. He only played 20 games, which it was 2021, COVID, mm-hmm. but he had 22 points. Weird year. So I don't know what I'm expecting of him. I don't know if I'm expecting big things, little things, or mediocre. But I think he could. I want to see. He's small, so he's gonna have to figure it out yeah. somehow. Um. So I guess if that's all you have to say on him, because I don't know a whole lot about him, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, we can go into some of the guys we lost. Oh, um, you're forgetting one important guy that oh, is not on that list. Also, John yeah, sorry, we're, look, we're we're looking through these new additions, and this guy isn't listed. But we did just recently pick him up. John Lazat played for Wilkes Bear recent or in the past with 20, West, about 2020, 2021, two, two, three COVID years. Year. Yeah. Really good player. Um, strong physically, very talented. Not a very attacking player. Very no. sits back a lot. He he is, and like I said, I feel like we're directly replacing players with some of these pickups. I think he is a direct Matt Barkowski replacement. He is our most direct defender. Um, he's going to get the job done, let the attackers do what they do. But he recorded nine points in 56 games last year. Yeah. That's that's not very good. And it's, I mean, it's that's not. But, but his over-under was negative five. That's, that's not what good. I'm saying. That's yeah. not good. No no offense to John Lazat. I mean, it, the, it was Iowa. But we did play Iowa, and Iowa, Iowa killed us. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's also that's, that's different league. They were traveling. It was they were tired. Probably you, you have to kind of look at it this way, though. A lot of these guys have horrible seasons. Come back the next season, a totally different player. I'm hoping we get a rebounded version of John Lazat, the John Lazat that left the Penguins. That's yeah. that's who I hope we get. Yeah, I mean he was good. I remember watching him when I was younger. Um, he's he's a good player. I don't. I'm a little nervous for it to see. I'm I'm a little nervous for him, but I think he'll definitely fill in. Maybe if, maybe a gap or two, but he's here. He's beautiful. He's John Lazan, and he <laughs> looks like Gruden. So, actually, he looks a little bit like Leggy. If you look at his elite pro- prospect picture, he looks a lot like Leggy. Yeah, he does. All right, so we're going to John de- departures, free agents. Um, we'll just kind of rip through these because we want to kind of touch on what our expectations are for this coming season. Uh, Nicholas Almari, gone. Very, back to Finland. Very good to start, not good in the end. But yeah. he, he, I liked him. I liked Amari. I actually have seven signed pucks from Amari, but <laughs> obviously they're not, they're not doing me any good. Uh, Almeida, I, I'm not happy about that. For, I liked Almeida. Free agent, but, but that's okay. We're, there's plenty of Almeida replacements out there. Anthony Angelo, Angelo, bye-bye. yep, signed a one-year, two-way contract with the Blues. Don't think we're really missing out on too much there. Yep. He was so lackadaisical this See season. See Springfield. Yep. Bart. Bart, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Going to miss age. him. He's old. All right, this guy won Stanley Cups with the Bruins, came to the Penguins, did what he could, put in a really good season for us. Not like a lot of stats. No. Scored a goal when we needed it. Um, very physical. Just a, a good locker room guy. He, had a good he, fight. He did have a good fight, too. Yeah. He had one fight that I know of. <laughs> it was a good one. It was. Uh, Jordy Belrieve, out of all the free agents and departures, this is the one I am most, most surprised about. I'm going to say, um, because Bell Reef put in a good season. He was an assistant captain for us, and I loved him. We didn't have an enforcer. We don't have a big guy aside from Devane, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even play every game. So, I mean, to see Bell Reef just go out the door. A little sad, but really sad. I mean, we don't see what happens behind the scenes. We don't see what happens in Pittsburgh and training camps or whatever, but – 
but we're going to miss him. He was really just a really good leader on the ice. Um, you can always trust him to, like, get in a nasty four check or, like, start a fight with someone who's been irritating one of the younger guys. Um, scored some really good goals for us. He Most did. memorable, uh, I think it was another OT winner against Springfield, actually. Um, he took it. He got the puck on the right side. Oh, he was an overtime hero. He yeah. Was, that, was, that was his um, thing. And then he, he kind of dropped it back. Guy lost his skate, and he buried it. Um, that was my favorite Bell Reeve memory. That and all the fighting. Guy's a real, real enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am going to miss Belly. Belly, I love Belly. I think he was – I don't think he's one of the best players. I hope he doesn't go to a rival. No, he's I, one of those players that I hate like, to play against him because he's a yeah, shithead on the ice. Oh, he chirps. And oh, he, my God. He's the best chirps I've ever heard. I've heard him say some <laughs> things that I wouldn't say to my, my, my arch nemesis, and he's saying it to his buddies. Yeah, but, Bell Reeve, if you're ever wondering if people can hear you. Uh, we can. I'm up in the stands. We can hear you, and uh, you are one hell of a fellow. Casper <laughs> Borquist, the most beautiful man that I've ever seen oh, play for Wilkes-Barre. And his dog, gorgeous. Oh, my God. His dog was amazing. Um. Your girlfriend actually was in love with him. Yeah, she is. She loves loves Casper. The smile. I think it's the smile on the hair. It but, is. But Casper, we offered him an extension. He decided to go back to Finland. No shame there. He's finished. Wants to go back. Probably stat pad a little. Get another signing somewhere else. We'll total, totally respect it. Good player. Boom Howard. Now you, Don't Boom know. Howard. Not very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna skip him. Um, Mickey Chapu. This is devastating. Choppy. Choppy is a phenomenal player. Really, really good. Our best stick handler, easily. Very creative player. Um, was on that penalty kill line with Gruden and yep. was phenomenal. Yep. This guy's super hardworking, so much so. We clinch playoffs and we're playing, where was it? Syracuse. And Choppy steps in front of a puck, gets drilled in the ankle, and can barely even make it off the ice. This guy, not even on crutches when he leaves, and clearly in so much pain, limps out, comes over, and has conversations with fans outside of Syracuse, um, as if nothing's even wrong because he just wants to give people that, you know, that mm -hmm. time, that attention. <laughs> and the thing is, he didn't even need to step in front of that puck. At that point, we had clinched playoffs. He did it. He actually just did it for. He did it for personal. I think. He, I think he did it just because it's well. It's all he knows. It's, it's his heart. It's what he does. Um, we're gonna miss him. He's a really, really phenomenal player, and I don't know. I think they're missing out. Uh, we're going to mention another player, Felix Robert, here that I also think they're missing out on um, big time. But Louis, Dom Louis, we'll get. Well, we got to keep moving. Yeah, here. you're right. Louis Dominique. Bye bye. Uh, yeah. I don't really want to touch on him. S see he you was, later, King Louis. He was good. He had a bad attitude about him, but yeah. I hope they. I hope he goes back to Calgary. To Oreo, I tell you what, he had heart. some. He had some re really good heart. Five games um, in six days. But the last that I saw of him, I was like, out the door, please. When I saw him play against Lehigh Valley, he looked delusional on the ice. Respectfully, he he looked delusional. Um, so I, I'd say goodbye to him. We have so many good goaltending options. Uh, we, we don't need him. Yandros, quick story about Yandros. He actually <laughs> left Wooksbear to get a better chance at playoffs. And you want to know what's funny? He didn't even make playoffs. We made playoffs and he didn't. And Yandros, out the door. See you later. Did Don't not, care. Did he not go to the Grand Rapid Griffins? Oh, no, you're okay. thinking of uh, you're thinking I, of uh, uh, Chris Bigra. Yeah, he now he won. <laughs> Bigras leaves us in the same way. Wins the freaking Calder Cup with Chicago. Now, now that respect one, to you. that one I get. That one I. We got a pick for that, didn't we? We got like a draft pick. I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't know. No idea. Um, Cam Lee. I like Chummers. Goodness gracious, Chummers. Um, he was. Uh, he was inconsistent at in, best. Inconsistent. Was, good player when he showed up, but yeah. he's definitely replaceable. But he's one of those personalities you get very, very connected to, and we'll definitely miss you, man. We appreciate all your respect. We love talking to you. I love. I mean, I wish Cam Lee stayed. Because he was such an amazing guy, and he brought so much personality yeah. to the ice. And but even off the ice, we had a lot of good memories with Cam Lee. Um, and it's just going to be sad to see him go. Because you, you do create friendships with these guys. So Will Riley. Will Riley. Uh, he, goal against Hershey. He was a wheeling. Uh, he was good in wheeling. He was great in wheeling. And then he got called back up. 
and he did not hit his height for the rest of the season. No. He was he was nowhere near it until playoffs. Once playoffs kicked in, boom. Well, Riley, it was like watching Latang in the AHL. Yeah. He was he was great. Mitch Rinky, we re-signed him, didn't we? I think we re-signed Rinky. Um I'll have to yeah. check on that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Rinky did get re-signed. So I'm okay with I mean, that. Very excited. He's a good defender. He's just a, a pretty average guy that works very hard. He'll be a good contribution going forward and he'll be a good compliment to whoever plays on the same line. Juso Ricola. I think oh. he's I think he's good. I think he's Color. Not a times we scream that this season. I am gonna miss him, Dave. If you're watching this, I know you're gonna miss him too. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. Or listening. Yeah. We're, we're, mind you, we are recording this and also uh, posting it on YouTube. Yeah, we're, we're posting all of our actual like visual sessions on YouTube, um, but then most of this can be found through the podcast app. So, and for the last but not least, Felix uh, Robert. This is so frustrating. This guy is five nine. 170, 180, and a ridiculous presence on the ice. Had some really good goals for us this season, brought some really good energy, and they just dished him off. And what I don't like about how they dished him off most is that he was signed to a two-year entry-level contract with Tampa Bay, which means that he's going to get sent down and he's going to be on the Syracuse Crunch. He's going to be That on- team is already really good. They did not need such a good right winger to probably fill into the third or fourth line. He he's gonna torch. Yeah. Of course. They're gonna be so good. Of course. I, I think either, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna make a run. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I, I'm excited to go to the run. crunch though. This season they're gonna make a run. Oh yeah. Easily. Um one person I do want to say goodbye to that is not on this list. He was one of my favorites. I like Patrick Watling. Patrick Walling was a great player. You can't you can't tell me he wasn't. No, he was. Of course you. No, he scored against Hershey. I don't, he's, he's, he's a legend. The game yeah. winner against it, that it, was our first win against Hershey. You remember walking out of season. there? You remember walking out of there chanting? We did. We chanted all the way out of the the freaking arena. We did that night. Tucks got involved. The whole fan base got involved. This is a regular season game, but we had it was on a Sunday. We lost to Hershey all season long. This was the first one. And the energy was incredible. And three it is all because of you, Mr. Watley. A three o'clock matinee game on a Sunday. There's maybe 2,500 people there. Uh, that place, there sounded like it was packed, though. Popping. Yeah. Um, so so our, I guess we'll just uh, we'll kind of wrap this up by saying what our expectations are this season. Uh, let's do uh, where you think we'll finish in the division. Or not division, in the conference. No, what? division, conference. No, we'll just do division and then playoffs. What's it? Okay, we'll do division, I guess. Um, division playoffs. I think, based on the teams that are in our division and the players they have picked up, what they're bringing to the table and what they haven't lost, I think it is reasonable to say that with the squad we are going to have, we either finish third or fourth in the division this season. I'm only saying that because Charlotte is a phenomenal team. Springfield is a phenomenal team. They're both bringing their whole team back. Um, and I just never know who else within this league. Bridgeport is a good team, too. If they, if the they sign co- The Islanders take a lot of players from Bridgeport, though. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think third, because I think those two teams definitely finish higher than us just because of their squad depth and who they have. But who knows? Some of these key pickups could really, really change the game for us and could bring a whole new energy. We could finish first, second in the division. You don't know. But my prediction is either third or fourth. I think we go to at least the conference finals in the playoffs this season. I think they have more experience going forward. They're going to be real pissed about how Springfield ended up for them in playoffs. And I think there's a hungry squad, really hungry squad in these boys. So so six teams get in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the schedule right now. We are congested. There is a there are weeks we have one, one game. There are weeks we have none. There are, there are weeks we have four games in seven days. Not so even much. six days. Four games in six days. <laughs> so I don't really know. Part of me, a part of me thinks that, part of me thinks that we're gonna we're gonna finish high up in our division. But a part of me says. But there's good teams. Providence is a great team. Bridgeport. I don't think Bridgeport are as good of a team as they had because they went on a winning run. Mm-hmm. But Lehigh are picking more guys up because the Phantoms. The Phantoms are trying to rebuild themselves, yeah. so they're going to try and rebuild Lehigh with them. I think Hershey are going to come back 
I think Hershey are going to come back good too. With a vengeance, they picked up some key guys, which we'll touch on like as we get further into the season. But for right now, it's Harf- the Penguins. Hartford, I Hartford, they we're good against Hartford, so I'm not worried about that. But, but they I are think so inconsistent. We finish fifth. I say we finish fifth. We make it a second round of the playoffs, and I think that is as far as we go. But that's that's bottom line. I think that we have to finish fifth, and we have to make it the second round to consider this season. I think we have to do that to be to be a success. Mm-hmm. I don't. What I think is going to happen, I think we finish top three. But I'm saying right now, on record, fifth, second round of the playoffs, or else the season is not a success. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a bust if we don't at least go to playoffs. Number, we have, we, to, we have, have yeah. to make playoffs. Playoffs is an absolute must this season. I'd say second round is a must this season. Yeah. No matter who we play in that first round. Yeah, I, I completely agree. All right, well, thank you guys for watching or listening in. Uh, we're looking very forward to all the episodes we have scheduled this season. 27 episodes um, following every match week this whole entire season. Uh, this is just kind of a bonus episode, and I'm sure we'll sneak one or two in before the beginning. Uh, so thank you again. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Please feel free to check us out at the Pens Corner Podcast on all socials, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have pages on all of them. Uh, we'll be posting almost daily content, and we really look forward to hearing from you guys. So feel free to comment. Uh, if you're on YouTube right now watching this, um, if you're listening to this on the podcast app, feel free to send it to a friend. Uh, we love referrals. So thank you very much. Hey, and if you guys ever see us in public, if you want to come sit in 114, you let us know. We, <laughs> One, will, we will print out. Yeah. We'll print out. We have chance sheets. We're making chance sheets this year. So if anyone wants to do it, I mean, Hershey games are the big ones, but just send us a, send us a text on Instagram or TikTok or even we have Twitter, we got everything other than other than Snapchat. But. If you love European soccer and you also love hockey and you want to tie the two of them together, uh, come sit next to us and you will get that experience. <laughs> yeah, uh, one fourteen. Uh, you'll see us all around the arena all season long. We also travel with the boys constantly, so if you're away and catch a game, we'll be there. Uh, we'll probably be in some Penn's Corner merch this season. So, and if you're a Liverpool fan, we follow back. Yes, other, other than that, we don't follow back. <laughs> we don't. All right. So this will wrap on episode one. Thank you so much for listening and for watching, and we will catch you guys later. Oh, quick before we go, we do have to give a shout-out to the most important person in the entire arena. The bus driver. I was going to say Rachel Malik. Oh, yeah, Rachel Malik. But, but Jim, too. Yeah. <laughs> God, Jim's not going to like that. What do you mean? Yeah. Jim's going to love it. You're number one and number one. They joint for number one. I don't th- Rachel I don't Malik, think- we love the energy. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for getting the boys around safe. We can't wait to spend more time with you this season. Hey, you guys have a good night, all right? See you guys later. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. Stay up to date on player stories and statistics all season long. And follow us in supporting what will hopefully be a Calder Cup winning season for the Penguins. You can also check out additional Penguins content at the Pens Corner Podcast on all socials. Have a great day, guys. Up the pens.